is Sports Best, presented by Repost and on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like Leon Lett showboating before the end zone in Super Bowl 27. I am Daryl Moose Johnson, and he is Don Beebe. How are you doing, Larry? When was the last time you scored a touchdown, whether it be in flag football or otherwise? Dude, when was the last time I played flag football? And I remember dropping like the last I think an open touchdown and I dropped it. I went somewhere with you, you and your kids, maybe a year or two ago, and we were like picking someone up from a, a practice. And was it a frisbee? What's your go-to when you're waiting and you just want to run around? Do you throw a frisbee? Do you throw a football? Do you throw a baseball? Dude, I never go anywhere without a duffel bag that doesn't have a frisbee, a soccer ball, a nerf ball, and like baseball gloves. Sometimes I bring the bat. I got it all. So there's not a there's not a go-to. It's like go deep uh, with the frisbee, would be, would go deep like, with the it would be the Nerf, the Nerf football, the Nerf football. or the Frisbee. Yeah, because they're small. I think that's a good life skill that people could pick up from you. Always have a duffel bag. Dude. And you know what? Uncle Kirk's got a great uh, sports duffel bag. We, we compare sports duffel bag. Oh. All right. All right. Let's get to the business at hand. Since 1990, when the NFL expanded its playoff field from 10 to 12 teams, only 11.6% of those which lost their first two contests reached the postseason. Thank you very much. I know you love statistics. Those teams would be the 93 Cowboys, the 2001 Patriots, and the 2007 Giants. You'd think the margin for error would expand now that 14 teams qualified for the postseason, but none of last year's entries endured an 0-2 start. Maybe adding a 17th game might change that. Currently 0-2 right now. Your Vikings, they play the Seahawks this weekend. Are they going to get off the schneid and make the playoffs? Definitely not. Okay. Starting with the 2013 campaign, the New York football giants have started 0-2 every season with the exception of 2016. I thought that statistic is crazy. They play the Falcons this weekend. Giants going to the postseason? Are they going to the postseason? Maybe. The NFC East is terrible. I think that's just a, a coin toss of who's going to go there across the board. Colts are 0-2. They have the worst division in football. Are they going to get off the schneid and go to the playoffs? Yeah, they're going deep. Okay, really? They got no quarterback. I, I I was I was caught off guard by this because our synergy is synced. You mentioned the the last uh, one of the teams to go into the '92 Cowboys, and that was part of the intro. Who went on to win Super Bowl twenty seven? That's true. So I'm going through it. Vikings, you say, could they win the Super Bowl? No. The Giants. I think the only team on here that I think could go is Atlanta. What? They're horrible. Well, the Falcons are god awful. You know what we call that? This is Larry's long shot. It doesn't apply this. I just wanted to play that drop. <laughs> Dude, there's no the Falcons are the Falcons, Jets, and Lions all are 0 for two. Um, I don't see any of those teams doing anything. No, who of all those who 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 are you going to give it to? If I if I had to choose one of those teams, perhaps perhaps the Colts. Because they are in the worst division. Maybe they get Carson's Wentz back. They got a good coach. Like the Jaguars want to lose because they want draft picks. The Lions essentially want to lose. I feel like the Falcons want to lose. The Jet most of the Vikings don't want to lose, but most of those teams want to lose to get a better draft pick. Better pick. Well, I mean, one saving grace of the Jets is they have Zach Wilson's mom on social media. Yeah. That's always nice. <laughs> Well, someone who is not worried about uh, being 0-2 at this point is Tampa Brady. 
And he is, uh, he went on record recently. I mean, this, I think we're going to chalk up to the Andrew made a good point column that uh, he went on record. He's like, I'd say the game is a little softer than it used to be. So probably can uh, contributing to his, the longevity of his career, but basically he's, he's admitted like he's been in the, the league for 22 years, played 300, maybe 301 games now. And he's seen a, a substantial change of how the game is played, maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. Uh, well, I don't know. Subjective. What's, I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody would argue with this point that no. they're, it's a very pro offense, very pro quarterback league anymore. You, you know, right. they want to protect their stars. So nobody's going to argue with this. Once again, I just wonder why Tom would even say this, but. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, yeah, I guess because he didn't care anymore. He's, he's proved everything he can prove. I, I don't know. Well, because he's like, hey, I remember in the 90s when I was playing football. I, You know, is he doing one of those? Yeah, I mean, I remember in the 90s, it was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek joke about how many concussions Troy Aikman had. Yeah. Like, we, that's not that's not something that comes up anymore. One, per, protecting the, the star players to get people to tune in. And number two, protecting the overall image of the NFL as that they care about player yeah. health, whether that's true or not is uh up to you to decide but the nfl cares that's what i'm gonna get out of today's episode andrew yeah they wear ribbons in november <laughs> well one of the great mysteries has just been solved kind of to start the nfl season as you well are aware packers star quarterback aaron Rodgers had a tumultuous offseason maybe he wasn't going to be with the packers maybe he was going to become the host of jeopardy but most importantly he's been sporting a long hair look to start the season He's recently told us why he's growing out his lettuce. It's in preparation for Halloween and his costume. All that he said about who he's going to be for Halloween is that it's a hero of his who has long hair. Cousin so, it. Is it? I mean, I, I just like the idea that he, and they said, he said he's been growing it for a year. So he's really going all in for this, this costume. Yeah. Cousin it. Oh, cousin it. Cousin is, it. Is cousin it have hair? Cousin it is only hair. From the Adams family, it's that big ball of hair that's like four feet tall. I don't think that's going to like, I don't think he should give a year of his life to be cousin it. It should be like, I don't know who it should be. Who, who will I be excited if it turns out that he's really dressed up as? I don't know. Rapunzel? Rapunzel. That would be good. I'd like, I'd I, like I like Aaron Rodgers being Rapunzel. Did you say grow his lettuce out? I've never heard that. Hey, you never heard hair referred to as lettuce? No. Oh, well. You need to live a little bit. Did you invent that? <laughs> no. No. Well, on a more melancholy note, speaking of inventions, the one of the co-founders of the Raiders Black Hole in Oakland has passed away. Black Hole Rob Rivera. He uh, he died recently uh, due to COVID complications, and uh, I'm not sure how big of a Raiders fan you are, but the uh, the Black Hole has been a big part of the NFL. You give me weird looks. Well, like, so he invented, like, dressing up as a fan? Like, didn't the Washington Redskins dress up as pigs and the Browns have the dog pound? Like, this guy's just was the first person to put on a costume and go to a Raiders game? Well, Is that what it kind of sounds like he was one of, like, 12 people who, like, had season tickets in, I think, Section 102 or some section. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to dress menacingly and show up. I mean... I have this weird thing about saying I'm the founder of this, or I started this movement. Like 
Texas A&M says they're the home of the 12th man. Seattle Seahawks says they're home of the 12th man. Everyone kind of has their own their own deal on, like, I'm the one that started this. Uh, I don't know. The black hole is kind of a cool thing, but also it's known as being menacing. I remember one of my friends in college went to a Broncos game and a Raiders fan stabbed him. So, like, Raiders aren't really known as being great. Uh, yeah, melancholy uh, farewell to Black Hole Rob, but... I don't know. It's it's fun having something to hang your hat on. I'm not I'm not the person that's going to show up to any sporting event and be in the rowdy section where I have to be a lunatic. But uh, I definitely know pro football fans that that's uh, Sunday is their whole. I mean, the football game is their whole day. Uh, I don't know Rob Rivera or RIP by the way. Um, black hole Rob. I do like this idea that he dedicated his life to the black hole and. Maybe his kids got a bar mitzvah or a big soccer. He's like, hey, sorry, son. Can't make it today. Got to go dress up as Darth Raider in the black hole and miss your event. Because this is the most important thing in my life is dressing up for Raiders games. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, there's a lot of people that are that way, though. It's, it's I know. crazy. I know. NFL fans are lunatics. I know. They are. Or, or the hardcore ones. And then also the prices keep going up. And I think the types of, anyway, well, this is a whole different show that, I don't want to go on record for. Can we just keep it about Rob Rivera, please? Yeah, he was, uh, he was one of the original founders of the Black Hole, and his legacy will live on because the Raiders have embraced that. I'm going back to my uh, age-old question. Do we care about this? Ten first-year eligible players, including defensive standouts, DeMarcus Ware, you might be interested in, yeah. Robert Mathis, receivers Andre Johnson, Steve Smith, and Anquan Bolden, among 122 nominees for the 2022 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, also being joined by kick returner Devin Hester, offensive lineman Jake Long, Nick Mangold, defensive lineman Vince Wolfork, and defensive back Antonio Cromarty. Uh, the list will be reduced to 25 semifinalists, then 15 finalists. It'll be announced, and then uh, they'll be enshrined next August. Do we? Do I, these? Doesn't seem like there's a big name here that I'm like. I mean, really Devin, I've big, I guess, defined big name. Devin Hester was electric. You didn't know if you punted to him, if he, it felt like he could take it back on every single return. Devin Hester was amazing. And then Steve Smith felt kind of like a great number two. He was kind of like a, a Scotty Pippen type when he was at uh, Carolina, but can you, know. can you get into the hall of fame being a good kick returner? I'm with you. I, Devin Hester definitely stuck out, but I'm like, can you get in because of that? I mean, you can get in for lots of stuff. The thing that blew my mind, and maybe it shouldn't have, is they have 122 nominations. Why are there that many? Like, why are you nominating someone that's probably not going to... If it's going to get narrowed down to 15, like, is it ceremonial that you got nominated? That they're going to cut... What is that? A hundred? They're going to cut more... 107 people? 100, 107? Yeah. Off the list to get to the final? Like, what? what's that? Did you not watch the Emmys? I heard a thousand times. It's, it's an, an honor, honor to be nominated. nominated. Come on. Yeah. It, like, why? My, I think you're making the point for them. Like, why wouldn't they nominate everybody so that they all the players can be like, hey, man, I was just nominated for the Pro Football of Fame. Who cares? You know, it's going to, as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to go brush off my resume. I'm going to get a job writing for sports for the LA times. And I am going to become eligible to nominate people to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I'm going to write in you. And you can say it's just an honor to be nominated. 
It's an honor to be nominated. So, yeah, I mean, in the world of do we care? No. But, I mean, do they care? Yes. Okay. I mean, what is it really? It it doesn't really impact anyone's lives if they're, other than the their immediate circle of, of influence, like, I mean, sure, Devin Hester cares. If he gets in, that's great. But, like, even if I'm a huge Devin Hester fan, I don't care that Troy, Troy Aikman's in. I think he should be, but, eh. The only thing I would say is you're giving these guys maybe a little bit of false hope. Steve Smith's not getting in, but you're maybe thinking like, yeah, bro, we're thinking about you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. If and when Rob Gronkowski gets into the Hall of Fame, he will not be on this show to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I know. Well, we talk, I've been talking about golf for a while, and uh, the Ryder Cup is upon us, and the U.S. has infamously lost seven of the last nine Ryder Cups. Mm. And then typical uh prideful u.s fashion we're trying to say how can the u.s come out on top and it's a battle of youth versus experience there seems to be a lot of turmoil going on between the different personalities and the lack of experience and a pretty stacked european team i did a text with our intern prior to the game and i don't know if he's on tilt or not but he says he's got 100 bucks uh across the bets for the Ryder cup so I just, I think we can put Ryder Cup and do we care? I, I think it's a weird form Ooh. of play. I don't like it. Ooh. Not a golf fan. That That's uh, golf. Every golf fan that I know is like jonesing for this weekend. But you also have lunatic golf friends. True. That, that That's true. Like people saying- that, that like break down the, each tournament on Monday and like talk yes. about what happened. So yeah. that's a little I, bit. I say, the average sports fan, maybe not, but golf fans are way into this. By the way. Not fan Not of the show, Greg Vandenbosch. Is there? You know about his trip. Yeah, he's going. You you mentioned that a couple weeks ago on the show. Like, no, he, not that he's going. He's getting flown in a private jet, and he's staying at Whistling Straits by some guy he knows from high school. Like, he's staying there with the Ryder Cup guys. Oh, well. Yeah. He's not just Video the on show. Twitter, they were, like, showing how ominous the rough is. Maybe we'll have some broken wrists. From the whole situation. Speaking of which, I'm playing Spanish Bay this week down on the Monterey Peninsula. The rough there is pretty hard. I'm going to go work on my three iron so I could just keep it straight. Uh, that is pretty hard. One one thing also that I'm going to get a little knock on uh, golf, or at least betting on golf, is the prop bets that you can get in golf, and oh. they're terrible. Like I love prop bets for the Super Bowl. It's like who's the first person that's going to step on a white line? Who's going to was heads or tails. Who's the first person to get a Gatorade break. All those things. I looked up the prop bets for golf uh, on, uh, on golf betting. I forgot where it was, but the, the top prop bets are who's going to be the top European. It's going to be Rory. Who's going to top rookie. Who's going to have the most uh, points. Bryson's the favorite. These aren't like, I want to know who's going to miss a putt from within five feet. Those are the fun. That's, in my mind, that's what a prop bet is, something that's ridiculous. Uh, just to add to that, the U.S. is plus 185 to yeah. win and beat the Euros. I feel like that's mainly just because it's in the United the States. Defense. Yeah. Once again, a, a more passionate golf fan would have a deep, complete breakdown of the whole thing. I'm going with what Vegas says, but. Yeah, maybe. Or we could talk to Kirk because he's got all that money on the game or across the tournament. So hopefully he comes out ahead because I know he lost big to Chaden. I know. I wonder, I'm wondering now who his bet is with. I hope it's Ch- – I, I was with them the other day, and they had not made a bet yet, so you were breaking news to me. He'll probably sell some odds off to someone else. Yeah, hopefully me. 
Well, I think that maybe we can say that straight up just boxing has turned on turned into the WWE. Like yeah. it's just a, a sideshow and they have the the thriller, triller, triller fight night with Jake Paul. Yeah. They got the MMA stuff going on. They got all, all sorts of stuff. And so just like regular classic boxing needs to jockey just to stay relevant but uh, there was a weigh-in here in beverly hills a couple miles away canelo alvarez decided to throw some throw some bows him and uh, caleb plant started fighting each other at the weigh-in and i am going to say unequivocally that that was all posturing for media i don't know what, what are we what does boxing become well, you know, I guess you could ask the question, like, what does MMA become, right? MMA has become a show, and these yeah. other fights are becoming a shows, and maybe these boxers realize, hey, they're making more money because they're shows instead of just boxing fights, and they're giving people shows. Yeah, everything's – I mean, sure. I I would I would punch you in the face at a weigh-in if it meant our payday was – our pay-per-view clicks yeah. are going to be more. Or you could punch me in the face. Either way, we could work it out ahead of time. But – this is the WWE and uh, maybe we should, I guess no one's maybe really even fighting against that, but it's just uh, boxing. The, uh, I don't know if you uh, are watching, but the Muhammad Ali documentary is currently on, on PBS. It's airing in different parts. I mean, two, mm. he was the ultimate showman. They didn't really know if he actually knew how to fight or not because he was fighting all these cupcakes, but all he would do is spout his mouth and poetry. And he, and, but he would sell out these fights because he was willing to put on a show. Turns we out love, he was a great boxer as well, but he got the he started the ball rolling. We love a good story. That's why we don't talk yeah. about Tim Duncan that much. Yeah. He was real good, and he was real boring. And Muhammad Ali was given poetry. Yeah, so many. But the Klitschko brothers, I mean, they were amazing people, <laughs> amazing boxers. They were, they were big at chess, big box. I know more about uh, boxing than I do Ryder Cup, but... I'm you also know, not taking a private jet to the next Canelo you Alvarez fight. I'm not going to believe this, but someone texted me 100 to 1 odds that you were going to mention the Klitschko brothers on the show today and you know, we can check that box. Did you take yeah. the did you take the action? I took the under. I did not think that was happening, but but it happened. Oh man. Well, no as it turns out, that. sometimes we think I'm happy, but I'm actually just a grumpy person. <laughs> Well, it, apparently there's professional mini golf, and uh, this article says there's nothing small about the world of professional golf, and I say maybe not, except their purse for this event is $2,000. The average purse for a uh, PGA event ranges from 3 to $15 million, and so on the low end, it's 15 times smaller than golf. But do you don't need to train like you got to like any it's like not most like people. cornhole. Well, OK, yeah, it's like cornhole, like anybody can go in and do a, you know, mini golf tournament. Yeah, I mean, I would compete in one. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I I literally laughed out loud when I saw this. This article has a, uh, a video of someone. So they're, they're writing this article about professional mini golf and how great it is. And so I'm like, all right, I'll watch this guy play a hole. I hit play. It's a 30 second video. It's 28 seconds of him lining up a putt and then he misses it. Like that's what they're going to show me what professional mini golf is about. He misses a straight putt. Come on. I, I, 
I, I like to to crap on this as a thing, but I would definitely participate in it. I think that'd be a fun thing to sign up for. But don't give me the headline. There's nothing small about mini golf because their paydays are very small. Listen, my family way into the holy moly on the TVs. Family love it's Steph Curry. It's a show that's produced. It's basically uh, miniature golf, fun holes, and they do this thing. So to me, to us, the Olsen family, mini golf is a big deal. All right. Well, maybe I could have digested it more if it was in better packaging. Maybe it's like my uh, you want my a better brother's uh, allergy to eggs. He gets a little headache. And so maybe if you, you give me the store in the wrong packaging, I'll come out a little prickly. <laughs> maybe that's where we're headed from. Well, I am off to submit my CV to the LA Times, but we will see you next week. I am Andrew, and he is future nominated Hall of Famer Larry. Thanks for stopping by.